0: Welcome to the Thrive Church podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Um, now, I've been really, honestly, I've been really, really looking forward to um, this series, this collection. Um, I am an, uh, I'm a, I'm a good gift giver. I'm a good. I'm a really bad waiting to give you the gift giver. Um, Like, I'll buy something for Natalie for Christmas and I'll buy it like a month out. And I'm like, I got you something for Christmas. Uh, And here it is, because I'm like so excited when I have something. To give it, and and I feel like this this message uh, series, this collection of talks, I've just been like holding on, burst like in some ways bursting at the seams to share. I've just been so excited uh, to share this uh, with you that the Lord has really put on my heart, and I believe it's going to help uh, help you and. As I was praying, I was in prayer a while back, and and this scripture dropped in my heart. And and I believe it is for our church uh, in 2024, and also for you uh, as a part of this church, that, that if you are assembled here, that I believe this is a word for you. If you are starting to assemble and plant here, I believe this word is for you. Maybe this word is even like, hey, maybe I need to plant and assemble here, because this word is for me. And 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 so the Lord dropped this scripture into my heart, and I want to share it with you. It's Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, verse 1, and it goes like this. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate, then the children of the married woman, says the Lord, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your courts, strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and will make the desolate cities inhabited. Now I like this scripture because I feel like the Lord lit this up on the inside of me. Um, now this scripture really I think has a, a threefold meaning. When it, when it was uh, the the prophet Isaiah was speaking here, and it, it speaks to the restoration uh, uh, and promise of for Israel to be freed from captivity. When when uh, Isaiah is saying, "Oh barren woman," it is it is drawing uh, 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 that talking about. Israel in captivity and that you will be coming home. Now the second uh, thing that this is talking about actually is salvation. That the, that the, the household of God is going to expand when Jesus comes. That for a long time the people of God was Israel. Then Jesus came and the tent pegs needed to be expanded, that the dwelling places of the empty had to be inhabited because Jesus, now there's no, no longer Jew nor Gentile. In other words, uh, that there is now, instead we're all under Jesus. And, and actually in Isaiah, why I also think this is in Isaiah 54 verse 5, it says this, For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Now, we are called as the church, the bride of Christ. Jesus, we, you remember the old school song, my Redeemer lives, right? Um, yeah, I, clapped, I stopped it right there for your sake. But our Redeemer lives because Jesus is our Redeemer, so this is talking about the household of faith expanding, the household of faith expanding. And now I believe also that, that, I, that I believe that this is actually for you and I and our church in 2024. I, in prayer, this dropped in my heart so heavy. And, and, and really, it's, it's a pro, like Israel, Like the nation of Israel, they had the promised land that God had for them. It was for them collectively, but also Israel was made up of people, right? As well, for us as a church, it's not like a church is just a name, a church is a a building. If so, we'd be hooped because we rent this on Sundays, Um, but that the church is The people together, assembled by God, divinely assembled together. And so just as the promised land was for Israel, but individuals, I believe this is for us as a church, but as for you individually, because we are assembled together here. So with that in mind, I'm going to read it one more time, and then we're going to get into it. Is, sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. That's speaking to you today. And that's speaking of this, is a season of increase and, and fruitfulness. Increase and fruitfulness. It, 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 that God is bringing that increase and fruitfulness. And even in the areas that have been desolate or barren or unfruitful before. The, the areas that you've been believing for in faith, but you have yet to see. The things that you've done in your own effort, and to no avail, nothing has come about. The, the, the very things, the, the, the dreams and promises that God has put in your heart that have yet to come to pass. Uh, fruitfulness and increase. And verse one says, sing, uh, shout, O barren, uh, because why? Because you will be fruitful. See, it would be cruel if, if God was to say sing and then he was not to do anything. But instead, sing because I am bringing Fulfillment. I'm bringing fulfillment. Uh, last night, I think it wasn't even a coincidence. I like it uh, or Friday. Last night, oh my goodness, the time warped. Friday, uh, when we were singing, I don't think it was even by accident. I think there was something spiritual that was happening as we were singing forth, and the Lord was working. A- and uh, what what's interesting is Isaiah 54. It says about being fruitful of increase. But what's interesting is is the chapter before and what that talks about. Now, this chapter, maybe you're familiar with it because of Easter, uh, but Isaiah 53 says this. Isaiah 53 verse 4, it says this, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Uh, In verse 10, it goes, it says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Uh, He put him, uh, he has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. His, by his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear, bear their iniquities. Who is that talking about? That is talking about Jesus. When this was written, there was no chapter and verse. The chapter and verse is for us to refer and to be e- know where it is. And so when, when it was written, it was written a prophecy about Jesus that naturally then flowed into what was barren is now coming to fulfillment. So it is not anything that I am doing that brings the fulfillment and the flourishing. It is what Jesus has done on the cross, the finished works of Jesus, that then allows the flourishing and the fulfillment because of Jesus. It's speaking of the finished works of Jesus and what he did on the cross. And now we can sing because he is at work. And so uh, and that he is increasing. And I believe this is a season that we're coming into as a church and you as uh, for your family, a season of increase, fruitfulness, not by your might, not by your power, but by God's spirit, by the finished works of what Jesus has done. Now, when we, uh, when we were expecting kids, we're, we're, this is not an announcement, we have two when we were expecting my son and also uh, my daughter, is um, we, we, we had things to prepare. We knew, like, hey, you're pregnant. Great. We've been believing for that. Uh, and then we had things to prepare and to make room for what was coming. Yeah. Right? Like, there was no, no crib, so we had to assemble a crib right? There was, there was, we had to make room. Sorry, guest room, you're getting booted out. I'm, I'm taking down the guest bed. Why? Because we are now making room for the promise or the fulfillment, what we were believing for, our little girl or our, our little boy. And so then we got the room ready. We had to get things. We had to get blankets. Well, let's be real. We got sleep sacks. Um, we uh, painted the room. We had diapers. And we were ready. We were in intentional for that which we knew was coming. We were intentional for what was going to come. Now, uh, it would not be a good idea if you're like, okay, we're going to wait for this once the baby's here. Like, we bring home, like, two-day-old, uh, well, like, yeah, really, two-day-old Elia, and we're like, okay, now we're home. Let's disassemble that bed upstairs, and let's put together the crib. Uh, I guess we should probably paint now. Um, I guess, uh, um, well, okay, like, uh, we're out of diapers here. The We ran out of the one that the hospital sent us with. Um, let's go to Costco. Um it would be a bad idea. There would be chaos because we didn't prepare for what we knew what was coming. And in Isaiah 54, it says that God, by his spirit, is bringing increase. That there is going to be fruitfulness where there was once barrenness. There will be increase. But we see that it's not just let's wait here and when it happens, awesome. There's actually something that the next verse says. Right, it says, in verse two, it says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Enlarge, lengthen, strengthen. That you need to prepare and make room and position yourself to receive what God has for you. That that you need to actually prepare for what God is doing and what he's about to do. And so this month, I'm going to talk about enlarging, lengthening, and strengthening uh, so that we don't have the same line as what the innkeeper said when Mary and Joseph were looking for a place. The, the, The promise of God was there. Could have been born in their place. Sorry, sorry, no room here. And what God had prepared had to pass on to somewhere else that had room. So we're going to talk about enlarging, lengthening, and strengthening to make room for what God has and what he wants to do. And so today I'm going to focus on enlarge. Enlarge the place of your tents. Now this is speaking about enlarging your faith, enlarging your capacity, enlarging your thinking enlarging your vision how you see things enlarging your ability to be uncomfortable enlarging how you do life it, it enlarges is is exciting right like that's a like, we're going to enlarge we're we're going to like be fruitful like that's an exciting thing but in, 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 in Isaiah 54, verse two, let's throw it up there again. It says, enlarge the place of your tents and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Stretching. See, there is, th- 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 that scripture there is literally stretching the fabric of your tent. Stretching that fabric, the same fabric, but now you got to stretch it. See, to enlarge or to make room you will need to be stretched. You will need to be stretched. To enlarge and to grow, you can't do what you always have done. You can't stay with what you're comfortable with. That, that I can't be, I've always done this, or I've always thought this way, or I've always seen it that way. Enlarge stretching. You need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable because stretching in itself is uncomfortable. It's not of comfort. But God has prepared a, a place for you that you will have to stretch. Right. If you think of this, is God prepared a promised land for the Israelites when they exited Egypt, when they Exodus, right? They, when they left Egypt for Moses and the Israelites, they prepared a place for them. And when they got there, the Israelites were on the cusp, like they were, like their toes were, like mine, a little bit too forward past the stage. Am I going to fall? I don't know. Um, and they were right on the on the cusp. They sent in the spies. They saw the land was filled with giants, and they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And what they decided is, we're not going to go in. We're not going to go in. They were not comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's kinda uncomfortable going into a situation like that where there's giants there. Uh, it, 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 so instead, they decided, I'm not going in. Yeah. 40 years later, another generation, Joshua and, Isra- uh, and the nation of Israel was there again. And they needed to enlarge and stretch. Yeah. Because before, before, for them growing up, for 40 years, they had manna from heaven. They had, hey, you want water? Let me just tap this rock, pop. pop. Yeah. Right? A, 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 they, the Bible says they didn't have to worry about new shoes. They didn't even wear out. So they had some comfort where they were. And yet they needed to enlarge and to stretch and to get out of their comfort zone and step out on God's word. There were 33 kings that they needed to fight. The first opposition was a walled city. Uh, Which one of you um, had any experience in sieging a city? Um, Anybody here? Uh, I know how to make a sandcastle. Right there wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. They're doing something beyond what they had always done. But in order to enlarge, you're going to need to stretch and move out of your comfort zone. I wonder, like, if you think about this, the Israelites' comfort place, the, the first round before they entered in, their comfort place uh, was a desolate place. It was a wilderness. And if you think about before that, their comfort zone, they were talking about, oh, man, remember Egypt? Oh, that was the days. They were in slavery. And that was their comfort zone. I wonder how many times we think, oh, this is my comfort zone, what I'm comfortable with, but it's actually enslaving us, and it's actually a wilderness that you are so barren, and you're like, "Like, give me water, but you're like, but I'm comfortable here. Wow. See, in order to enlarge and to stretch, you need to stretch and be comfortable with that. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 11, it says this. It says, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you, so this is Paul writing, How much I long for you to enter this wide-open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking to you as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. See, God has a wide-open, spacious life for you. He has a life more than what you can imagine on your own. That that Jesus, he says he's come to give you life and life to the full in John 10.10. But uh, it can only be walked in in stepping by faith, in in getting out of our comfort zone. Uh, It it is walked in by faith. Hebrews 11.1 says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Where God is calling you is he's going to call you to walk by faith. And that means it's going to beyond what you're comfortable with, beyond what you can do in your own might, beyond you. And so you need to be able to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. You need to, because God is calling you to enlarge. Isaiah 55, the next chapter Isaiah 55, verse eight, it says this. It says, for my thoughts, this is God saying, are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Mm-hmm. See, if we stay in our own comfort zone, if we stay where we are not comfortable or where we are comfort, we will not be able to reach what God has because his ways are different than our comfort ways. Right. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But what's amazing is he's not like, look at my thought, you can't be there. That actually he invites us to come higher, to live the, what he has for us, to, to enlarge, to, to expand. And I think in order to enlarge, we need to reject comfort and smallness. The smallness of thinking uh, that, that can be limited by uh, thinking by past experiences. Well, I've experienced this before. Or the things we've seen, assumptions, I assume this. Uh, uh, something that someone has once told me, so, so it must be true. Like it has the little T logo that's moving all over, so it must be true. <laughs> or we can even, in our smallness of thinking, we can limit our view on God and who he is to us. So we need to enlarge our thinking and, and he says that his ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than ours. Then he says this in Romans 12, 2, it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn and know God's will for you. Man, what's God's will? Well, I need to change the way I'm thinking. I need to get out of my comfort zone, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It's, it's, it's actually good. It's actually pleasing to him, and long term might not be pleasing to you in the short term, but in the long term, it's pleasing, and it is perfect. And how is that? It is through God's word, that renews your mind, that that washes your mind, that renews your mind. And and I believe as we as we renew our mind, change the way we think, and to, we are to make room for God in our thinking. To make room for God in our thinking. Have you ever thought of a situation? How is this going to work out? Figuring out, okay, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do there? What am I going to do there? Okay, here, here, here. And you leave no room for God? Yes. Like, I've got the problem, it's kind of mapped out, but I've, I've left no room for God in here. Yes. Right? Like, okay, what am I going to do about this family member? Or how are they going to do? But God. Yeah. But God. Okay, the economy is this way, and I, I, like uh, my, my desire is, and the Lord's put it to start a business, but how is this going to work on this? But God. Uh, I, I, you know, I want to own a house and, and possess the land, and, but where we're at right now. Well, but God. This, this situation, I don't know where, how it's going to work out, but God. When you're called to take a step of faith and walk in what God has, well, why am I trying to do it on my own? But God, make room for him in my thinking. Like Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask uh, 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 or think according to the power that works within us. That, that Holy Spirit is able, and he is working in your life. To enlarging, enlarging within, enlarging how we think, Allowing faith to arise as the word of God comes into your heart and transforms you. And the result of enlarging your thinking, enlarging your faith is, the result is an enlargement in your actions. Right, James 2 verse 26 says this, uh, For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. See, as you enlarge your thinking, as you enlarge your faith and trust and dependence on him, it's going to result in actions, enlargement of actions responding to his faith. Right? I'm not doing, like, it flows out of my faith in him. Flows out of my faith in him. And even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's uncomfortable, I would say oftentimes what God is calling you to do will be uncomfortable because it's beyond you. So maybe it's spiritually. Maybe in worship, I'm going to lift my hands and surrender to God. I'm going to lift my hands and surrender to God. Maybe I'm going to uh, uh, join a group and, and, and be planted. Maybe I'm going to start tithing and giving what God says is his, returning to God. Maybe I'm going to start serving. Maybe I'm going to share my faith with somebody. Maybe I'm going to share my faith with somebody. Maybe I'm gonna give in the big give. Maybe I'm gonna actually uh, make church not uh, when I feel like it, but a priority in my life. Because uh, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord when I like it. No, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Maybe it's daily and practical things in life, like budgeting. Ooh, super exciting. <laughs> But man, I, I don't have the room. I don't have the, I, the capacity to do these things that God is putting on my heart. Well, could a budget maybe enlarge you? Come on. That, that actually, now I'm not spending things on stupid things that I don't need. And then I have that resource to then go when God says go. Maybe it's in the way I'm resting, the way that God says. Maybe it's putting down the screen and stop like death scrolling continually. Oh, was that like five hours of where was time? And I'm like, God's not moving. What is God doing? It's because my head is in my screen. He's moving, but I'm in my screen. Maybe it's in, and for me, it's like recently, I, before I told you, I was like, I'm getting healthy again. And then I fell off the bandwagon. I stopped going to the gym. And then recently I got convicted through my wife and the Lord. <laughs> And so I started going back to the gym. God may have a call on your life, but you gotta be living to do it. So I probably should get healthy. Or maybe it's time management. I think time management, see, if you see time as a gift from the Lord, this is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. That means the time in the day is the gift from the Lord. So am I going to practically steward his gift well? Have you ever um, eaten... Dinner at a table with more people than that table was designed for. Like it's like a, a six foot or a six-person table and you like fit ten. Right? And you're like everybody's there, right? Like this at the table, and it's like elbows only. Right? And 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 it's like before like you had like you had elbow room. You could, like, just reach for the butter. You could actually extend your arm. But no, because you're making room for people at the table, you're okay with being uncomfortable. You're okay because, well, it, it's Christmas dinner, or it's Easter dinner, or it's some something special, so I want them to taste and see, look at this turkey, it is good. How much more can we actually allow ourselves to be uncomfortable and allow make room for people so that people can taste and see that the Lord is good, right? That to enlarge and make room for others, I think it will cause you in stretching to be uncomfortable, to be uncomfortable to make room for others. Uh, like, you know, uh, the big things that, that we see in the Scripture, that, that God is like calling people out, go here, go there, it's, it's not about like themselves. So it's for others right? It's for you, but it's not about you. Uh, Like even in in Isaiah 54 verse 1, where it's sing, O barren woman, because you're going to bear a child. Fruitfulness. Well, when you have a child, you really realize this is not going to be about me anymore. Uh, Like everything changes. Like it is no longer about me. I, like, sweet, I got the promise, but now it's like, okay, I'm a diaper changer, I'm a nap, uh, like, okay, what nap are we on, how many feeds are we on, like, where are we at, like, your life shifts. It no longer is about you and like, well, I think I'll just like, you know, do what I want. Well, you look at Abraham, go into this land that I'm calling for you. It was for Abraham, but it was not just about Abraham. Right? We, we look at uh, uh, Joshua, go and take the land. Uh, Joshua had a lot of work. Yeah. It was for Joshua, but it was not just about him. Yeah. It, 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 the, it was about the others that came around. It, we look at Jesus, he came. It wasn't about him. No. It, it, was, it was actually about others. It was about us. Jesus came for us. In Mark 10, verse 41, it says this. Mark 10. Uh, verse 41 says this. And when uh, the 10, okay, so they're like, listen, guys, I'll give you some because We're jumping a little earlier. Is, uh, so the disciples are like arguing, okay, who's gonna be the greatest? Jesus heard about this and he's like saying this. And when the 10 heard it, they began to, greatly, uh, to be greatly displeased. In other words, they're fighting uh, with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them, yet it shall, be, shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you must, shall be your servant, and whoever desires to be first shall be a slave of all, a servant of all. For even the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That that it is not about me, my, I, my preferences, my comfort. It's about serving others. If I'm all about me, my, I, I'm not going to allow any stretching happening. I'm not going to allow any stretching happening. And I'm not going to make room for others. But enlarging, there is serving. There is sacrifice. There is putting God's will, God's plan, God's people above myself or before myself to make room for others. See, God is calling you to enlarge. And you're like, yes, enlarge. <laughs> it's for you. But it is not about you. It's not about, sweet, we're getting an upgrade of a car. We're enlarging. <laughs> eh, it might be. Yeah. Maybe you need a bigger car so you can do carry more people. Yeah, yeah come on. But it's not about you. See, God, it's about others. I, I even, as I was preparing this and thinking this week, um, I was thinking of uh, even, so I had a company at one time, and uh, it was very successful, and the Lord put on my heart to put, I was pastoring, had this company at the same time, and the Lord put on my heart, okay, step back from the company, focus more time on the church. And it resulted in me selling my company. And uh, really, it would have been more comfortable, it would have been better for me to stay in my company. Financially, it was stupid. Um... (laughs) But the reason I laid it down and the reason I did is because I felt like the Lord was saying, enlarge or step out in faith. And in doing so, it actually made room for others. That there's so many people here today that were not here back when we made that decision. Okay, we're going to focus on the church and we're actually going to step away uh, uh, from the business. And, and in doing so, it made room for others. So many people here are because of that. I don't think if I would have stayed with doing both, we would be here, I would not be here today. Um, because I would have this thing called burnout. And uh, But because of that, it enlarged, it created space. Um, and And so that people could be, minister to through Thrive. And, you know, we've seen so many people like healings, like lives restored, um, relationships flourishing, people finding Jesus. Yesterday, six people uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, God, God blesses us. He has good things for us. And so good. It's so good. But it's, it's, it's so good that we shouldn't just only know about it we should let others know about it, right? That we should let others know about it. And that is why, for me personally, that is, that is one of the reasons, now this is also in obedience to Jesus, but this is also why I give. This is why I serve. This is why I encourage. This is why I sacrifice. This is why I grow. Because I want other people to know about Jesus, because I've experienced his goodness, now I'm to called to enlarge so that other people can know about Jesus. And that is for you too, to make room for others. You know, I believe God is calling to enlarge and to make room. And that, uh, for, for what? For what he is doing, what he is prepared, and what he's going to do in your life. For the fulfillment of promises that he's said. For, for bringing uh, 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 about the, the fulfillment of words that he's given to you, to, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, think, or imagine, for what he's prepared, what he's paid for. But in order, we need to enlarge. We need to make room in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.